Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 154 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that very echoey fellow over there... Is Andy, a.k.a. Technical Difficulties. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gents. You may notice a, a bit of a different audio quality coming from andy there uh we are experiencing technical difficulties but we have limited time in which to get together and record the podcast um so we've gone for an alternative solution which means that andy sounds a little bit more muffled than usual but i i will do my best in post to try and improve the audio quality a wee bit but we couldn't figure out what was going wrong <laughs> the pc's dead or is dying slow and painful death Yes, yeah. So think of it like um, a correspondent out in the field dialing in. It's just that that field is the same room he normally records the podcast in, and he's pretending it's a field or something. Something. It's a war zone here, Jeff. <laughs> Got your blue press <laughs> tactical jacket on. <laughs> so yeah, we are um, experiencing technical difficulties, but the show must go on, as Freddie once sang. So we're going to crack on, and here we are. Two weeks have passed, and uh, I'll say it again. I know it's been lonely without us, but we have returned to pleasure your ear holes with an auditory experience that is. You know, kind of all right. Little muffled on Andy's side, yeah. <laughs> and it's Dice Masters chat. Dice Masters, Dice Masters, Dice Masters. Yeah, that was my excitement. Lots, quite a bit been going on in the world of Dice Masters. Well, I say quite a bit. There was a bit of a thing going on. Uh, so I suppose I'll kick us off by saying congratulations to Ben Said Scott, our new world champion. Well done, Ben. I was uh, following along all the live updates that uh, our man Nick, Jack Lopespan, the TO, was posting in Discord as the day was going along and uh, Jordo was grabbing bits like the team lists and updating the rounds. I mean, it's not quite the same as being on a live stream and actively involving yourself, but it was what it was. Well, what was that? Um, well, it was it was a non-live streamed event with updates over Discord and dmnorth.com. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, four, 14 players at the World Championship at Gen Con, which took place uh, two weekends ago, as of the time of this being posted. Uh, and Ben Said Scott, flying the Union flag once again, took the World Championship, which I think is his second official World Championship, but uh, his third, if you include the, uh, the like the COVID-y, not, not official, but kind of official sort of thing that happened that year. Wow. That's a... Uh... That's a good achievement, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, a guy who likes to collect his Dice Masters Championship titles for sure. So, well done, Ben. Uh, but, uh, you know, well done to all the other players as well. It looked like it was a, a cracking event overall. I, I tell you, there were, there were a few standout pieces. So, uh, Mike, our man, uh, Mike Schatz. Hi, Mike. I've not spoken to him in a long time, but some, some of you guys might know that he might go way back. He came in uh, a, a Californian who set foot in Element Games in Stockport uh, at one weekend event randomly. So me and Mike know each other from, from many years ago. Uh, top forward it with a, a really crazy kind of anti-monitor frontline team, which was really cool, uh, which stood out to me, uh, considering the other three top four teams were master mold lists. <laughs> Obviously. 
obviously, yeah. But there was some creative stuff going on. Some folks playing around with Deathbird. There was a bit of a bit of Thor in the mix. A little bit of Fantastic Four kind of stuff going on. I think I saw some Batman, you know, rare Batman KO stuff using Anti Monitor as well. So some good creative stuff happening there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but it, uh, from the photos I saw and the the word I was getting, everybody seems to have a really good time. So great to hear an event taking place. Although that's that's not many more players than we had at the UK Games Expo, is it? No, it's a surprisingly um, low amount. But I suppose the um... There's only space for 16 anyway, so... Yeah, sure. And as we've mentioned uh, many times over the last few episodes, there's uh, the short notice of advertising the event and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll not retread that ground. Um, so, yeah, well done, Ben. Congratulations. Uh, and uh, congrats- congratulations also to uh, Dwayne, uh, who came in second place there with his Master Mold list, one of the Mississippi crew. Um, and, just to, and just to round it off, uh, Petrus, uh, who we know from... Uh, the cold, cold north was in the top four as well. So, great job, guys! Well done, and uh, it was great to see you all having some good bone rolling fun. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're good. Yeah. yeah, I'm worried because you keep, you take a little while to answer, and I'm like, no, sir, please don't tell me a time delay is back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else? Other than that, no, that was it. That was really kind of the the main the main big news since uh, we last got together two weeks ago. Um, so I'll do the usual intro stuff and ask you, my man, what have you been up to since we got together two weeks ago? Uh, we had a game. We played... Um, oh, uh, oh, man, did we have a game. A, what was it? Two-hour epic? <laughs> well, about an hour and a half. Uh, that was fun. I certainly haven't tied down the, uh, the Master Mold um, winning combo. Although I did win, just about, which was nice. First win of the uh, the new year. It's only taken me to August. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Master Mold apparently is quite good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good card, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good that I managed to identify that. Um, <laughs> you do sometimes come across janky control players who um, make you work for the win, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was rough. It'd be, it's, it's, I take it that's on YouTube now. Um, it's not, but it will be by Monday. Okay, cool. I'll check out that if, you know, you could watch the Barbie movie or you could watch that <laughs> for about the same amount of time. An hour and a half of me holding Andy's Master Mold at bay, but not really doing anything of my own, just holding <laughs> that Master Mold at bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was good, and there were some guys in chat. It was a, We had a laugh. We did. We did, although we were quite tired by the end. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, pl- I played with a team with Master Mold in and a few other pieces. It wasn't optimized really. I was just trying out some different things. The Force Attack definitely did its job, uh, as did um, Wonder Woman and Spider Man and all those kind of things um, that got uh, uh, lumped into it. Uh, but uh, I think um, I'll have another play. Try and get some more sort of synergy to the team and I think it's pace isn't it, it needs to be pacier a lot pacier than what I had so uh, we'll figure it out yeah yeah. well don't worry folks I've coached Andy up on the um, on the Mr Sinister Dark Phoenix Master Mold Rush combo so he'll be 
all across that for the next time we sit down to play, I'm sure. Uh, although on that subject, we, a master mold was obviously something we said we'd return to in this episode, so we'll just briefly do that now. Um, so it, it turned out, uh, I, I didn't know Andy was going to be playing his master mold team this uh, uh, the game we had the other day, but I brought my drags. I just put it on you know, just as a generically useful control card, and that seemed to do a pretty decent job of keeping you at bay. Yeah, it did. But broadly speaking, looking at the Gen Con team lists, for example, Typhoid Mary and Drax, you know, well, Typhoid Mary more than Drax, I would say, but Typhoid Mary and or Drax, some people have both on their team, seem to be the control option of choice. However, as I mentioned before, with three out of the four top four teams being master molds, uh, you have to question how effective yeah. those control pieces are. We can blob. Uh, well, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Shriek and Blob. Yeah. But Don't not Shriek and Blob, because it's Typhoid Mary and Drax, which yeah. are a whole new thing in their own right. I mean, they're super good control. We know what they're going to do. I suppose it's because they are quite generic, <laughs> aren't they? So if you're coming against Master Mold, fine. But if you're coming across anything else, also fine. Yes, yeah. Um, but there was also, uh, looking at, uh, you know, you mentioned force attacks. There was a lot of force attacks knocking around at Gen Con. And in the game we played last week, which was was basically world championship standard, you Oops. know, our, our hour and a half slog. <laughs> there was tons of uh, slingers. Uh, is it Mister Fantastic? I think I saw some Mister Fantastics around. Is that is he the force attacker or the force blocker? I get them mixed up in my head. Oh, I'm not we, sure. He might be the force blocker because there's the guy with light no. coming out his eyes. That's the force pack. Uh, no, Mister Fantastic. I think is the force attacker, and I think Invisible Woman is the force blocker I think off the top of my head without checking Um, I think that's the right way around but yeah I saw some Mr Fantastic some Slingers and um, um, you know that other one (laughs) yeah was there any Gwen Gwen Stacy's Uh, oh I didn't notice any uh, knocking around that's interesting hang on if we go to DM North now they've got like a little list of the top 10 cards that were on across the teams that's what uh, I was thinking to counter it because obviously it does the five damage which gets rid of the token. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And Typhoid Mary was number one. Distraction was number two. Mr. Sinister Dark Experimentation was number three. Master Mold was the fourth most used card. Then Drax. Then Dark Phoenix. Villainous Pat. Oh, Black Widow, Widow's Hunt. So a bit of spin down removal. Uh, Invisible Woman, also Dr. Richards, which is the one that was on my team. Uh, I played last week, the one that gives the stat bump, I think, maybe. Just uh, having a quick look in the team builder now to refresh my memory. Yeah, she's the one with the force block. It's the cheap force blocker. Right. And then Molecule Man, Megalomaniac, was number 10, and he's the uh, free fielding global, like like Robin, basically. Cool. But he's he's quite nice because he's got the deadly keyword as well. So in addition to, obviously, the, the highly useful global... And that you're going to want to do, use when you've got your three fielding cost master molds to put out. Um, he's also just a nice little deadly character. Sweet. Yeah, so it seems that uh, Typhoid Mary, uh, Drax and Distraction Global seem to be the order of the day. Although I suspect Distraction Global is is one to stop force attacks. Which I said to you when we played last week, I said, I hate that force attack. And all you've done by playing that today is guaranteed now that Distraction is on every one of my teams for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's standard for you anyway so uh yes yes it is that's true that's no true. change no indeed 
so okay, that was your Dice Masters game. Anything else? Uh, no, not really. No, I've just been busy with work and stuff. Nothing, nothing exciting at all. Oh, okay. Very boring me. That's good podcast there. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I've been snapping away. I suppose got that. Managed to eke into the eighties before um, the end of the season, so I was quite happy. Oh, well with done. That. I had to go Galactus. Uh, sure. Just to get over the line, I was like, I was seventy-eight, and I was like, I'd like to get to eighty. So I Galactus it up to uh, those two two levels. But yeah, other than that, not much. Okay then. How about you? How about me? Yeah, that's... How about you? <laughs> Fair um, so uh, our game last week, I played uh, Beast, wasn't it? That Beast team. Oh, in fact, I've got it here. Here we go. So what I was playing around with, folks, experimenting with, was Beast, Genius Intellect. While Beast is active, when you feel the fist character die, choose one. Deal two damage to target character die, or target character die gets plus two attack. And then I had the Spider-Man Responsibility. Uh, which our man Andy, Andy America, our North American correspondent, is a big fan of. He's got Overcrush, and it says Spider-Man costs one less to purchase for each of your unique active character dice. So the idea was to get Spider-Man out in the field, get a beast out in the field, and then I had Wong, second-rate Jarvis. When fielded, if you spend one or more mask energy to field Wong, re-roll target opposing character die. So the idea was to put Beast out, put Spider-Man out, and then just spam Wongs and either use the Wongs to shoot stuff that I didn't like the look of with the first option on Beast, or to increase Spider-Man's overcrush capacity. Um, that was the plan, anyway. But I spent most of the game uh, mess- fielding Draxes and then fielding second Draxes so that uh, I could try and keep one in the field, <laughs> and then KOing Draxes to refield them to Drax your Wonder Woman, and then KOing them and refielding them again to Drax your your master mold when that came back around and it was all a lot of back and forth i did manage to get a couple of spider-man hits in eventually but it took a long time with the with the big old control setup that i had to do yeah it did yeah so that's what i was playing around with which was all right for a kind of bit of a casual team idea but against the master mold all i was able to do was just make it really annoying for andy to win with it (laughs) yeah and you succeeded Thanks. Yeah. Well, we've all got gifts. We've all got gifts in life, <laughs> and mine is clearly irritating you um, with distractions and control cards. Uh, it, it did take me back, though. It made me reminiscent of the old bard days, where I was like, "I know I'm going to lose this, but I'm not making it easy." You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to peck the head of the bard player as much as I possibly can. <laughs> so that was my dice master stuff, and then on non dice master side. Uh, I've just recently had a little visit over to the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, who I've, I've mentioned uh, previously there. Uh, they like a good sort of family game uh, when we visit. So we played a little bit of, I mentioned this last time actually, Fiesta de los Muertes, which is this weird kind of Chinese whispers style game where you get a, a, a character or a historical figure uh, and then you have to write single word clues and pass it around until basically the clues have gone <laughs> a million miles away from the original source and then try and guess which clue marries up to which card which is like good dumb sort of party parlor game type stuff which is nice a little bit of exploding minions a little bit of love letter uh, a little bit of bandido which i think i've mentioned before which is the the bandit trying to dig his way out of prison so yes. got all, quite yeah. a few of the, the sort of family faves out with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that was quite nice always Did good to get that new one that you got the Rude one. 
No, we didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance. Um, So the kids, we ended up letting the kids stay up late, basically, and and therefore elected to play more family-friendly, child-appropriate games, um, which was a shame. Uh, Can I mention the new one on the... the, I think I can. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it's called uh, Giant Beaver and Tiny Ass. It's uh, it's an educational game about wildlife. Indeed. Yeah. All about the animals. All about the animals, yeah. So there's beavers, cockerels, asses. Um, I can't even think what they're... Uh, some pussy cats. you know. I'm sure you can all tie together what's going on there. <laughs> but we didn't get an opportunity to play. So I'll find a, an opportunity to to play with some adults at some point. But no, we didn't get a chance. We let the kids stay up late and carried on playing child-friendly games. Oh, nice though. That must have been fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's always great to go and see the brother and sister-in-law. Um, they, they, they spoil us rotten whenever we visit, which is really nice. I'm just a bit tired and achy today from the long the long drive home. I've definitely got old man clutchy knee. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They don't get that in America because they're all automatic cars. Well, for sure, yeah. Yeah. We drive stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's uh, where they live in Wales. It's basically just one big road in and one big road out, and everybody uses that road to get in and get out, including delivery lorries, tractors, combine harvesters, <laughs> you name it. And it's windy AF, so it does become a bit of a mission in terms of the drive. But it's okay. It was worth it. Good. Anything else? Yeah. No, that's it. That's all I got. I, pl- uh, I played a little bit of Marvel Snap, but I, I got bored. <laughs> towards the end of the season and just did, just played to get me missions done and didn't really didn't really push it so i think i ended up in the mid 70s although i played a little bit yesterday was it yesterday when the new season started yes at time of recording yeah yeah so i had a little double yesterday when the new season started because i always like to case out the the new cards and the new vibe which was all right so I played a bit last night, which was just what I needed after a long drive. Was just to stretch out on the sofa and play a bit of chilled out, snap on me iPad with uh, whatever random th- th- thing I wasn't paying attention to on the telly <laughs> in the background. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, that's it. No, that's that, that's my my man child gaming life in a nutshell. Nice. I love spamming yeah. that Thanos emote when they snap and then they lose. <laughs> oh, you're that guy, are you? <laughs> yeah, I live for that. You're that guy. Yeah. The uh, I find the Miss Marvel a little smarmy, irritating. Yeah, it is. I like to go full in for uh, Thanos, Thanos, snap, question mark, snap, question mark, Thanos, cross, snap, question mark, Thanos, Thanos, snap, question mark. I am confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> sheesh um i'm glad i don't come across you in the matchmaking you do me head in <laughs> <laughs> i find i make pretty good teams but i i make them i don't i don't retreat soon enough at all i find myself pushing it uh, you know I, I push my luck too much and therefore end up losing you know more um uh cubes that's what they call that they in snap and the i don't play the teams very well because i'm always playing at midnight you know, half asleep and not really, yeah. not really at me, at me best. But I've noticed a lot of smarmy gotcha stuff going on lately. It's definitely out there. The Shang Chi's and the Cosmos and they're all making a return. Yeah. I like that Legion. I've got that. That's fun. 
Oh yeah, I picked that up. That, that is uh, an interesting one. That's the one that makes all the locations the same, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That could be quite yeah. cool. I did one the other day with the uh, add to like one one dinosaurs, and just filled both sides up with little one one dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a patriot by any chance? Uh, no, it was just spike. <laughs> okay, fair play. Yeah, fair play. But it feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? The game, like you're just like, uh, I'm gonna just make you pay for this. Yeah, he's <laughs> got eight. He's like pretty heavy hitting. So like. Even though I was filling up the rest of it, I put eight on one, so it seemed worth it. I picked up the Living Tribunal, talking about new cards. I got a Living Tribunal out of the the special purple boxes you get now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a Living Tribunal in that, which uh, was quite nice. And so I've been tinkering around with that, but I can't make it work. It always falls just a bit too short. Yeah, is that the one that makes like gives them extra abilities, is that right? It, it divides the power evenly right. across all three of your locations. So I've been trying Shuri Red Skulling. I've been trying Iron Man uh, Onslaughting, you know, going for a really big location and then spreading it out across um, and going for the cheap but big weenies like your Ebony Moors and your Maximuses and stuff. But it's never quite enough. It It, it, it definitely loses more than it wins. And I find that I'll have 18 power across the board and my yeah. opponent will have a 20 and a 19 or so. You know, it'll just always be one or two short. And I'm not sure. I don't know. It seems like a lot of... And because it's so singly focused towards getting that living tribunal off, there's not a lot of room for no, pivots if you and don't stuff. get it, then you have, if it doesn't come out, then you're stuffed. Yeah, and I end up just winning one lane with an extraordinary amount of power. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'll keep tinkering at it but that's again I've said it before that's the problem with Marvel Snap right now there's no space for people who want to play a team for fun or to experiment with a bit of jank there's no space where that can exist because I'm playing this team on my ladder and that's you know meant I've got bored got fed up felt a bit frustrated ended the season probably one ranking lower than I should have done. And But if I play it in Conquest, it just becomes a really miserable slog. Yeah, it's quite a slog. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does. It really needs a space that allows for, oh, I've just picked up this Living Tribunal. I want to experiment with it, with whatever cards I have in my collection. So here's a space where I can do that, where there's a, a, a separate reward track or something that gives me room to mess around with that stuff. Like I, I bought the season pass because I'm a mug. Because um, I wanted the the Dakin. Yeah. Because I like playing Destroy. But I haven't made a Destroy team with him yet and played it because I'm a bit sort of twitchy nervous to do so. Especially now, because in the early part of the season, everyone's all just sweating. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. So, yeah, I did play a little bit of Snap on Tuesday night when the new season yeah. started. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to update. We've, we've mentioned Gen Con. We had a brief revisit of Master Mold. Although we're going to stick with the Master Mold stuff, folks. If you want to check out the games as they hit YouTube or come and join us live, uh, we'll be, we're due to be live next Wednesday, aren't we? I think this coming Wednesday. Yeah. 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 So we'll keep tinkering around with that. Andy can get his uh, Master Mold uh, map time in, and I'll keep trying to 
experiment with the control around that and see what can be done. See if I can make it another hour and a half slog for him. See if um, I can so. fix my technical difficulties by then. Yes, yes, one can keep their fingers crossed for that. Um, so, yeah, very good. Okay, well, should we uh, mention the uh, featured segments we've got planned for this episode? Let's do it. Right, well, uh, as many of you will know, in our sixth anniversary special, we started the epic mission of S-tier ranking all of the Dice Masters sets. We then realised that it was far too ambitious an endeavour to fit into one episode, and so it's spilling over into this episode. It may even end up spilling into the next episode. Let's see how we get on, because we've not recorded that bit yet. Uh, but it's I think might. You think we might be all right, yeah? Uh, no, I think it's going to be another one on top. There's loads. Okay, fair enough. So we're just going to keep that mission going. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've got sets to rank, so we're just going to keep walking down memory lane and uh, talking about our experiences with previous sets and getting them ranked up. And then we've had a little bit of correspondence. Have we? We, we have. We most certainly have. Um, there was uh, a listener who was very interested in one of our comments in the last episode, and they've chosen to write in about it. So we'll... Um, uh, we'll have a look. I'll read their correspondence out and then we'll have a brief chat about that. And um, with those two pieces in play, uh, that should give us a pretty full episode. So, should we crack on with it, my man? Let's do it. Let's do it. On to the first segment. Yes, okay then, folks. Welcome back. And it's S tier ranking time. Andy's taking the lead on this one. So, I'll hand you over to him to get us started. Right, so we are doing the continuation of our S tier of all the sets that have been released for Dice Masters uh, since the beginning of time. Um, we're putting them into four categories, which is great, good, bang average, and poor. Uh, we got as far as Green Arrow and The Flash last time. And once we right. have put all the sets in, we will both choose a goat from uh, the whole lot to, uh, to put at the top. Uh, simple as that. Simple as that, yeah. Um, we've we've got, uh, just to quickly run down then, so in our great row so far, we've got AVX, Battle for Faroon, Faroon Under Siege, and World's Finest. In our good row, we've got Yu-Gi-Oh!, Justice League, Age of Ultron, War of Light, Civil War, and Green Arrow in the Flash. In our bang average, we've got Uncanny X-Men. And in our poor, we've got Amazing Spider-Man so far. And we didn't work out where we were going to put the Turtles box set. No, well, I had hopes that, uh, you know, we put it out to a listener vote, but nobody chose to get in touch to present their vote. So I feel like we've got no choice but to go with my choice and place it in great. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't understand it. I, but, um, fine. <laughs> Uh, I'm watching you change it live in front of me now, uh, but I'll, th- I'll we will remain. Uh, we'll leave the uh, the option open for any listener who does want to correspond with us with regards to the placement of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was adamant that if Andy scored it any lower than great, he would hear about it, and pff, I was proven wrong. Yeah, mate, I'll put it in bang average, but you know, I'll concede this one. <laughs> so, which is next on our list? Then, who do we need to rank up next? Uh, so the next set we've got is what, DS, which is the Doctor Strange team pack. The Doctor Strange team pack. That's an interesting one. Uh, so I have a, a soft spot for this team pack because, uh, I, well, as do many, because of the Wongs. 
in there, the Ally Wongs. Nice, uh, yeah. Specifically the one with Fast was always a very popular uh, card. Um, I played around with, what was the action in there? The Eye of Agamotto, because it had this funky global where you could pay an energy and put action dice straight into your bag, which I thought was always fun. Um, so that was one that I was a big fan of. And there was a clear in this set that I played around with a bit as well. Hang on, let me bring it up on the team builder in front of me. I yeah, it was a great fan of it. No. Yeah, brought the Mystics affiliation into play. I don't, yeah, you're right though. It's not a particularly strong set, and I don't think uh, you know an ally Wong. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was the first kind of team pack I think we saw, um, and and it always baffled me the fact that you couldn't really make a team out of it. Yeah, and all the characters were so expensive. Like Ancient One was seven, Clear was six dr strange i think we're all sevens the dormamoos were all sixes and sevens it's like what am i supposed to do with this so it's, it's no wonder wong was the only <laughs> card yeah. that ever really saw play yeah i think you're right i've got a soft spot for it but um i don't believe that soft spot is based on anything other than just kind of you know i like wong <laughs> uh-huh. um, so i mean i'll be tempted with paul but I no just- i think yeah, I think you're right. I don't think if we're gonna if we're gonna say that uh, Amazing Spider-Man's poor and that had a, uh, a small proportion of handouts standout cards, um, then we've got to follow the same yeah cool. method, haven't we? Yeah. All right, that's Doctor Strange. That was a quick and easy one to get us started. What's next? Deadpool. Ooh. Um... Now, one of your most favoriteest of cards was in Deadpool Multiple Man yeah yeah I did enjoy Multiple Man I liked the novelty of the six max die uh, I love I love Swarm I've played with Swarm I, I mentioned last episode about the kobolds and the goblins and stuff so I do like I do enjoy playing a bit of Swarm so a six die Swarm there was yeah just something really fun about it and rolling loads of dice from Swarm so yeah that's definitely in its favour um, I, I made some half decent Deadpool affiliation teams as well, I seem to recall. Yeah, Although, half decent, I think, is the word. I mean, I'm, I managed to, uh, not to, to name drop, but I did manage to win a factory set uh, of this uh, of this set. Why did you win them? In the UK National Champion 2017. Hoorah. 2017? Um, 2017. Are you sure about that? More than you ever know. Um, well, because I've been on the win. Oh, have you? Yeah, no. no? I don't remember, don't remember seeing that on the win. Never trust the win system, my friend. Never trust the win system. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of other cards in there that are any good. Um, let me think. Let me think now. Back to uh, Deadpool. I definitely played with Medusa and Black Bolt. That's, they were in Deadpool, weren't they? The Inhumans. Yeah. Half decent Deadpool teams. Although now I think about it, I think the Deadpool team relied quite heavily on on a promo card to to tie it together. They had quite a funky lockjaw, I think, if I recall. That yeah, there was a, a hit monkey where you could pay a fist to uh, basically turn it into a two face. That was kind of all right in draft. Yeah, again, um, just. Kind of all right. I'm feeling bang average. 
Yeah, bang average works. I feel like there's a card in there I'm missing that I know I used a lot. Uh, I've just brought it up on the team builder and scrolling through now, but nothing's catching my eye. Oh, what was it? That's going to really annoy me now. I feel like there was a card I used loads. No, it's not coming to me. I'm I'm skimming the names and nothing's leaping out. Uh, but there was some fun stuff in there. Like there was people doing um, like chimichanga teams and things. So yeah, yeah, bang average is probably all right. I can't I can't justify good, but no. I, f- I feel like there was some stuff in there. I don't remember having a particularly good time drafting it. No, it's quite awkward. I think. Yeah, like the ramp. There was that shikler that was all a bit weird. Yeah, had good promo sets. The uh, Deadpool set had the uh, Wolverine Colossus. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, in that, and then it had the Lady Deadpool. Oh, maybe that's what it was, Lady Deadpool. What does she do? I feel like maybe she did, did something that I liked. What Lady Deadpool, do? the super rare. While Lady Deadpool is active, when you use an action die, you may pay a bolt. If you do, you may immediately use the ability of that action die a second time with the same number of bursts. Yeah. So I think I did something with her. But anyway, I still feel like Bang Average is appropriate. I just remembered the card that I liked. Cool. All right. These are, we're hammering through these. Come on. What's we next? Are, right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which I think was called Heroes in a Half Shell. It was, yeah, and uh, great. I like this one better. There's a bit more synergy to the turtles. You had the um, robot one, which gave them, uh, was it Overcrush? Yeah, the uh, Metalhead. Metalhead, that was it. Yeah. So with, with the additions, you could actually build a Turtles team with some variations with the Turtles, April O'Neil, Casey Jones, um, the Metalhead, the Splinter. So you could get to eight cards in a Turtles team, which was nice. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go great, mate. Uh, if, if you know you have this need. Yeah, yeah chuck it in. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like there was a Casey Jones that I liked in there. I'm just, uh, again, I'm going to look on the team builder now. But reading them, I'm, I'm not sure which what it was or why. <laughs> that, when uh, when Casey Jones KOs a sidekick, character die gains one life. And then he's got a global on it that says, pay a fist, target sidekick character, must block this turn if able. So I think I kind of like that one because I'm a big fan of cards that have got the whole, uh, like a complete thing within them that, that exists that can then also be sprung board out into other combos. Um, there was a foot ninja. I think I might have liked in this one. It was no, the foot ninja I liked was in the other one. Yeah, but it's still great. Still great. Yeah. Great. Okay, great. Um, All right. Hey, check us out. Iron Man and War Machine start set. Oof. I, I feel like I was excited for this one when it came. I was because it's got my favourite Marvel characters in with Iron Man and War Machine. Um, yes. There's a good tried. War Machine. Hmm? Uh, go on, no, I was just saying there's a good War Machine, but uh, yeah. crack on, man. Oh, they, they tried um, the, the suit-up mechanic, which kind of worked. No, it didn't. It, it worked, I think, for Rescue, but there yes. was a brilliant opportunity to them to make it work with like the Hulkbuster uh, card, with the Hulkbuster armour and but it just didn't seem to uh, fit in. You had some good basic actions with the upgrade, kind of different ones. You had the upgrade proton cannon, I think, for bolts. You had like the, the four different uh, energy yes. types, um, which were nice, which, which worked all right. 
Um, yeah, it's all right. But yeah, not yeah. great. Yeah, I like that rescue. Uh, the war machine, the one that does damage when it deals um, damage, uh, damage to the opponent when it KOs one of their dice. Um, the proton cannon was the one that gave overcrush, wasn't it? Which I feel like was seen a lot at the time because it was only a two cost. Am I remembering that right? I think it did did um, damage. I think. Not sure if it gave overcrush. Uh, no, Proton, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got it up. Um, target character die you control gains overcrush. KO that character die at the end of the turn if it isn't oh, okay. a fist character. Um, the, then you had Fortification, which gave Iron Will. Then you had Smoke Screen, which is the mass one, which gave him plus one attack, and they couldn't be blocked that turn. And then you had Unibeam, which gave him plus two two attack and gave them fast if they're a bolt character cool. yeah but you're right suit up never went anywhere even though it should have done um well there was some janky thing that folks used to do with um with the jarvis what was the janky thing that people used to do with the jarvis oh i can't remember i think he's hoovering on the picture isn't he yes that's right yeah and there was some what was odd there was definitely some play around thing with a Jarvis that folks did, but I think it it was something to do with him being a f- an ally and a five cost ally. Right. So you then used him to trade up to a six cost or something. I don't know if uh, anyone can remember what the janky combo was with Jarvis. Um, it, it definitely involved a basic action or something trading up. That's where we putting it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I may even be inclined to go poor. You know. Yeah, I was thinking bang average, but you're right, poor. There's nothing really that great in there that stands it out. No, I think the only thing I significantly played with was that war machine, and that was it. And rescue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Next, Smashing it. Next team pack, which is the defenders team pack. <sighs> I can't even tell you what's in that. Well, it has got some defenders in there. It's got um, uh, yeah, it's uh, Power Man, uh, Luke Cage, yeah, um, yeah. Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. Um, there were actually some decent cards in here, but there was there was a significant problem with them, and that was the purchase cost. Purchase yeah. costs were just far too high. It didn't have uh, Daredevil in it either, which was weird. No, although he is pictured on the... He's on the Luke Cage Luke picture, Cage isn't cards, he? yeah. Yeah, which is a bit annoying. But uh, I definitely found myself... I've got a couple of cards in here that got some table time. So there's a, there's some Hellcats, which were interesting. So there was a Hellcat that made basic actions cost one more to buy. And there was like a really annoying one that um, dealt damage to your opponent when the first time they fielded the character and stuff. So there was a couple of Hellcats and they were a bit cheaper cost. And there was Iron Fists. Was it this one with the Iron Fists that we used to try? Uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the Iron Fist, the promo, but it still was solid. I think it did like damage depending on if you had fists left in your uh, reserve pool or something like that. No, no. Uh, there, was, there is an Iron Fist that does that, but the one in the um, Defenders team pack, again, I've just brought it up on the team builder. Uh, when Iron Fist attacks, deal one damage to each opposing sidekick. While Iron Fist is active, your opponent is dealt one damage for each psychic KO'd by this effect. Yeah, you've definitely used that against me. 
<laughs> yes, I definitely have with with something else. Um, <laughs> with, with something else that, what did I pair that up with? I don't know, whatever it was, I'm sure it irritated the hell out of you. Um, so yeah, there's some decent cards in there, but they were just all too expensive. Like the, there was a Loki, I feel, was good. Yeah, so Loki, Master of Delusion. When fielding, name an energy type, replacing all previous choices. While Loki is active, dice of that energy type cost one more to purchase and field, which was really janky. Obviously, it affects you as well as your opponent, but it had team-building potential, but there was just no room to experiment with it at a six cost with fielding one, two, two. Yeah. Right. So I think we've got no choice but to put that one in the pour as well. Yeah, I agree entirely. Oh, the poor row is dominated by the team packs right now. Yeah, I think that's the, 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 the most annoying thing about the team packs is that I was hoping it would be a plug-and-play, semi-decent, yeah. synergistic team that you get. So you'd get your eight cards, your, your 20 dice, um, and then maybe a bit of variation. Uh, but quite a lot of the times you didn't even get a full team. No, yeah, I don't think you're alone in that sentiment. They were called a team pack. <laughs> yeah. Should have been a team pack. Right, uh, so the next set we've got, let's li- liven up the mood a bit. It's okay. The, uh, the Batman. Oh, uh, yes. Now, this is a set. This yeah. is a set. There's lots of stuff in here that I really, really enjoyed. Ooh, I'm... I'm, I'm possibly inclined to go straight into gate without great without even talking about any cards but off the top of my head there was um what was there actually i was saying great but was it that great i mean it was superb for um bat family teams there was loads of great bat family stuff yeah you had the flip Um, mechanic that they brought into play that was fun Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there was that Batman uh, that flipped, and yeah. on one side it would cause a, a villain re-roll, on the other side it would cause a non-villain re-roll, which was, f- which was just great anarchy kind of removal fun, which I yeah I liked a great deal. Uh, oh, it's all coming back to me now. Hawk and Dove, they were in the Batman set. Yeah, the super uh, rare that went alongside the, um, the Parasites. Was it Parasites? Oh, you know what I mean, the swarmy one. Oh, uh, Dark Side, are you talking about? That's it, Dark Side. Made, gave Sidekick Swarm. Yeah, loads of people yeah. played around with that. And uh, f- uh, There was um, Hush, while, while I'm thinking about villains. Oh, yeah, that was a really good ramp one. Yeah, really good ramp one. Loads of fun with that. Um, oh, jeez, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, tons of stuff in here. I can't even... I could bang on about it forever. Yeah, it's um, the, I think it was the first introduction of foil cards as well. Uh, no, that was Green Arrow in the Flash. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, of course it was. I remember there being foil cards, though. Yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, cheap um, cheap Hawk Girl, mask, cheap mask character. Um, that was always good. Oh, yeah. uh, super, super Rare Mr. Miracle that gave Action Dice Boomerang. Yeah. Saw that knocking around. People used to use that. Batarang. Oh, of course. how could I forget Batarang? How could you forget Batarang? Yeah, I mean, if you, as a new player, picked up box of Batman, I don't think that you'd be unhappy. 
think you'd be very happy with whatever came in your packs, whatever super rares they were, whatever rares you got. You'd definitely get a load of good cards to play around with. Yes, uh, actually, there was a period of time. It's, it's possibly even coming up as the next um, the next thing. So I used to say to a lot of people when they asked back in the day around that time uh, about getting started, I used to recommend a Superman Wonder Woman starter set with some Batman boosters is what I used to say to people because I felt like this, the Superman Wonder Woman gave you some good solid basic actions but some good kind of core starter cards to get you going like control Wonder Womans and stuff and it was all it all themey tied together but then you knew in the Batman packs like you say you'd get something that you could make a team out of um, to get you started you know yeah. uh, and maybe not a, I don't think there was a particularly competitive team necessarily but if you cracked a hawk and dove and you wanted to have a go at making a hawk and dove team you could or a joker and harley quinn you know um i mean that rare harley quinn in this set um that that yeah, there was also an all art promo version of it you know the one where um if you got if you had two villains your opponent would lose a life and you'd gain a life at the when was it the beginning or the end of the turn one at some point you know so chuck her in yeah. with a joker and stuff and yeah it was it was good absolutely it was good yeah, so, in fact, great. I'm going great. I'm going great. Uh, Perfect. I've done great. Um, Perfect. Cool. So then, you already mentioned it, Superman Wonder Woman starter set. Yes, I think this is a good starter set. I think it's probably the best starter set we had. Yeah, I think so. So well, standalone. Uh, we only had two standalone ones, didn't we? This, this one and Iron Man War Machine. So it definitely is, is a cut above the Iron Man War Machine one. Yeah, I just felt like it had a lot going for it as a as a starter set, um, but it, it you, you did need it to kind of be complemented by. Uh, so if you picked up Superman Wonder Woman starter set, I generally say to people, you want to grab a few Batman boosters or even a few World's Finest boosters, is is what I used to often say as well, yeah. and to get you started. Um, but I liked, um, you know, so you had the Jimmy Olsen in there, the discount Jimmy Olsen, but then he was in a start a set with a superman and a supergirl that he offered the discount to you know yeah yeah i remember the wonder wonder woman's being pretty strong yeah they all had good stuff so one of them yeah. was um uh global control you couldn't uh, your opponent couldn't do global targeted globals and then of course the Wenfield did when attacks one um which was which was strong and then you had the steve trevor that you could pair up with it like if you ko'd him yeah. or he got ko'd you could buy her for dead cheap and stuff you could bring her in on your opponent's turn as well if you did it right. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It had uh, the reprint of Resurrection in there, which was obviously a big deal yeah. at the time, you know, so that was good. It had the, uh, And the reprint of The Outsider, which was a popular uh, promo basic action, which did some great stuff with villains. Um, so I liked that. Just trying to think. Oh, I'll tell you what else I used to use from this start set. I used to use the Cheetah, um, the Ramp Cheetah. So when you fielded a, a villain die, you drew a die from your bag. No, you prepped a die, sorry. No, prepped a die from your bag. That's what it was. Yeah. Prepped a die, and I used to use that in my, in my nobby team. So when I was spamming my nobbies, I'd get an extra prep as well from it. Oh, well, I was thinking good, but the fact that you've just like just reeled off pretty much every card from the, uh, <laughs> the start step makes me think that I think it probably deserves to go into great. Well, sure. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Supergirls and the Supermans were underwhelming, but the fact you could play them with a Jimmy Olsen, 
You know, it had a thing yeah. going going on. I felt, yeah. But then there was also uh, who it was the uh, the Amazonian uh, Artemis was in there. I don't think I've ever seen anyone play an Artemis. You know what I mean, or a Giganta. Uh, so, but yeah, I still think it was a great start set, strong start set to get someone going. Cool. Oh, we're hammering through these now. Um, so the next one is another team pack. Okay, and it's the Spider Man Carnage team pack. Maximum Carnage, yeah. Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. Maximum Carnage. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, this is this has to go in great. Shriek. Yeah, but not just Shriek. I mean, yes, Shriek was the kind of standout meta card of this release. But uh, this is the set with the Iron Fist that you were talking about, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was in there. And it wasn't just Shriek Sonic Beam. I had a great love for Shriek Dark Empathy as well. Yeah, all three of the cards were decent. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a really interesting Carnage. Was it Carnage? No, uh, or maybe uh, Doppelganger. Was it Doppelganger? Let me bring it up on the team builder. Doppelganger sounds right, yeah. That um, has like a wedge of text. It was similar to the Doppelganger from the D&D set, if I remember. No, no, it wasn't. Doppelganger's the Spider-Man with eight arms, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So here it is, Doppelganger, uh, five-cost mask, living fractal. While Doppelganger is active, when an opponent rolls a psychic die and it shows a character face, field it under your control until the end of turn. At the end of the turn, return it to your opponent's field zone. This sounds superficially innocuous, but it is the most painfully annoying card you have ever encountered in your life. Yeah. Um, because... Uh, whether you attack with the sidekicks or not, or whatever, that was that was fine. And and I definitely knew people uh, um, like my man Duncan down at Element Games used to do sidekick teams with this and kill you with your own sidekicks with stat buffs and stuff. But what was particularly annoying about it is you were stealing your opponent's purchase power. So on the first roll, if they rolled the sidekick die, yeah, thank you. Take control of that. Done. Second roll. Oh, another sidekick. Take that. Thanks. An early game. If you're only rolling four or five dice. That could really hurt you, really hurt you. So that was definitely a strong card. Um, so it had the black cat that stopped the fielding of level three characters in it. Yeah. I still feel like there was a good carnage. Let me bring it up. Uh, carnage, carnage, carnage. Yeah, when carnage, while carnage is active, your opponent must pay two more to use each global ability during your turn. So it was, that was fantastic if you wanted to stop things like um, you know, distraction plays and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's just really strong team, Pat. Yeah, you couldn't build a team out of it, but it did have some really good cards to add to a team. Yeah, I agree. Sounds right, cool. Uh, so next up, we have got Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, great, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what cards are in it. I'm not, um, what have we got? Is that the one with? Uh, Madam Mask, Madam Mask, when fielded yeah. Cancellor. Uh, obviously, Nobby, Norman Osborne, uh, yeah, yeah. was Blob, in this was set. Blob in it? No, Blob was the X Men set. Uh, Cosmic Cube. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Collector, Tanlir Tivan. Oh, yeah, it's coming back to me now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all yeah. coming back to you. Uh, there was some fun. Um, uh, there was the Angela, that was a when attacks Cancellor, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, inf- and was it the one that gives Intimidate to all the other cards? 
infiltrate. Uh, no, infiltrate. Uh, it was infiltrate. infiltrate. Uh, uh, and it was the one, not the one that gave infiltrate to all the cars, but it was the one that doubled the. No, um, when you attacked with your infiltrate characters, it made them unblockable, so you could play the infiltrate effect over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just spam it over and over again. So that was really good. Uh, load, obviously, loads of Guardians of the Galaxy characters in there for great um, single affiliation teams, and it really you could make some yeah. awesome Guardians they teams. Worked. Yeah, uh, your man Dum Dum Duggan, I think he was this set. Yeah, he was. Um, that protected sidekicks. Well, there was a couple, wasn't there? Because uh, used to yeah. play the one that got bigger with sidekicks too. Yeah, he was strong. Yeah. There was oh, ramp in there. Um, Mad- Mimic? uh, no, Mimic's the next one again. Mimic's the next one as well uh, again. But uh, I was about to say Madam Web. Yeah. Uh, oh, the uh, Madam Web. Web. That's a great card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was that little period of time with the um, spot ramp as well that folks used to use. Um, if you like beat sticks, there were some big scary cards in there like um, Thanos. There was some crazy Thanoses in this one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm just scrolling down the team builder. Let me have a look. Uh, Thanos starts with a T. There we go. Um, oh, yeah, this one was brilliant. Thanos throwing down the gauntlet. When fielded, name an opposing character, replacing all previous choices. While Thanos is active, the named character cannot be fielded. While Thanos is active, when the named character is put into the use pile, Thanos deals your opponent four damage. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Horrible. I used to hate um so when i was playing multiple man a lot the guys down at element figured that out i was playing multiple man a lot and used to target my multiple man with that thanos so i'd have six of them <laughs> that i couldn't do anything with i'd get the swarm off them but i didn't want the swarm off them because then i'd be putting two multiple men into the use ball at the end of the clear anyway <laughs> um so yeah this is a great set loads yeah. of great cards in here tons of stuff you could do with it i played a lot with this with this set no, yeah, I did as well. It was a good set. Yeah, uh, but the set. least of which, of course, it's the 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 collector knobby combo, which I'm obviously going to lean very heavily towards because you know I, I I won some online events with it. I came in the top four at UK nationals with my knobby team, so it's also got the meta bit in there too. Nice, Ooh, I like it. To, that might have to be my goat. Oh, do you know what? We're going through all those cards. That's something I was considering as well. And I wouldn't have done, you know, if you get, I wasn't thinking it, but going through them, that definitely has got to be up there. Um, another one potentially up there to come next. X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. You got this is some... a great, great set too. Yeah, so we've got some of the cards that I um, mistakenly mentioned a minute ago, uh, like Blob and Mimic. Uh, you had the, the introduction, I think, if... Correct me if I'm wrong, of the Jubilee, first Jubilee cards, and they were super duper strong. Yeah, Mole Rat was the one everybody wanted to get their hands yeah. on, wasn't it? The Super Air Mole Rat, which uh, dealed a ping when you fielded a sidekick. I don't think it's uh, fielded anything, wasn't it? No, fielded a sidekick, sidekick. Jubilee Mole Rat. Yeah. Uh, Boom Boom was in here. Yeah. Um, and all of them could be a win condition, uh, although I obviously had a, a soft spot for the. Uh, for the one that dealt damage when you played a basic action. And then uh, talking of control, this was the set with um, Bishop in it, uh, Butterfly Effect, Love which was the, the one card. that prevented, 
non-combat damage. That was a very popular piece of control. What else? There was quite a bit of control in here, I seem to remember. But now I'm thinking on it. It's not coming to me. Oh, um, uh, Blackbird Global. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Blackbird Global was in here. Uh, loads of great theme stuff as well, because you could do things with um, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, X-Men, X-Factor. You know, there's theme stuff in there too, which was really cool. Um, was this the first set with Awaken? Um, Awaken, uh, not sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's, so at the Euro Championship, there was a guy I played against who was doing, he had a morph team. So this was the morph that um, triggered a basic action game effect when he attacked. I can't remember what he was pairing it up with, but it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Dupe as well, if I remember rightly. The dupe, the little green. Oh, thing. yeah, that's right. And he used to, you could, uh, when you came, well, you could either awaken on one rarity or KO with another rarity to start stealing your opponent's cards and stuff, uh, dice and stuff. Yeah. There was, uh, just think of the Jubilee Morat as well. There was the Professor X with the Psychic Making Global. Yeah. Which was obviously really nice with. Um, Mimic. Mimic, yeah. Oh, uh, did, was the Guardians of the Galaxy with the fresh batch of energy fixes? It was, wasn't it? I don't know. Wasn't it? Um... No, it's the next. Uh, we got Thor coming up. It was Mighty Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, I still think that X Men First Class warrants a great slot. It does. And it, it looked like this is a great time for Dice Masters. The last one, two, three, four, five releases have all been bangers. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, starter set, Spider-Man, Maximum Carnage, Guards of the Galaxy, and X-Men First Class. All of them, really good quality cards, abilities, <laughs> like a good time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've got a feeling we're about to move on to either Mighty Thor or Tomb of Annihilation now as well, which are further going to... Yeah. Yeah, this really does feel like a, a golden age to me. I've got golden very fond memories. Of Dice Masters, yeah. Yeah, Tomb of Annihilation is the next one up. Um, yeah, Ugh. well, Yancy Pure Blood, that's controversial, but that's the, when you say Tomb of Annihilation, that's the first yeah. card that immediately springs to mind. So that was the Super Rare, folks, which had a tune, uh, which is the game effect that uh, deals the damage when action die is played, but the Yancy Pure Blood, the Super Rare, also used to trigger a tune of all the tune characters that were on your team uh, when you purchased the action die as well. And there was no shortage of really cheap, nasty, uh, worthless actions, but in the context of a Yanti Pureblood team, they were great. So I I've definitely been killed by a Yanti and a bucket ton of... Um, what was the one-cost one? Was it a bat signal? I feel like it was a bat signal. There was a bat signal. Um, there was... Um, there was another one that was dirt cheap as well. Uh, together, you could just spam them. Yeah, absolutely. But outside of you, anti, outside of you, anti but there was tons of other fun stuff you could do. Like attune, there was loads of non op, you know, attune characters you could play around with. There yeah. was some cool dragons knocking around. Uh, is this the set with the gold dragon in it? Uh, it was indeed. Uh, yep. With the ring of winter. Yes. Yep. Um, so yeah, you got those. There was the traps and more golems. So you had more more stuff going on in that space yeah. there. Oh, traps! Uh, Green, Devil, Green Mask. Devil Mask. 
Yeah. Super strong. Had your yeah. um, Twingers. <clears throat> yes, I love the Twingers. Yeah, nice cheap uh, bolt swarmer. Uh, which had lots and lots and lots of opportunity attached to it. Uh, um, the one I liked is the one that, um, if it was KO'd by non-combat damage, you get a prep as well. So I'd be like, yeah, shoot it if you want. <laughs> With your magic missile. Away. Oh, magic missile was in this set. Uh, yeah. Magic missile. Let's not forget my one of my favourite cards, Valindra Shadow Mantle. Super oh, rare. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff the forgotten one. Get rid of all the, the 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 dice on your opponent's side. Yeah, uh, Batiri battle stacks people played with a lot, uh, yes. both as a swarmer, but also as a fun little kind of uh, weenie rush thing. You had uh, the doppelganger, which I'm pretty sure Arge used to win the nationals that year, um, which had, had like the biggest like line of text ever. No, no, no. Well, you're in the it's similar ballpark, but it was actually the super rare mimic from the X Men First Class set. Oh, uh, okay. But it was That's a similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that had lots. It was strong, but it was just too complicated to use. Uh, <laughs> um, we mustn't forget things like um, uh, create food and water. Yeah. Tabaxi Rogue. Oh, yeah, of course. Tabaxi Rogue. That was amazing. That was well used. Yeah, loads of people using that. Uh, they, what was the basic action? This was the set with the basic action where you could uh, pay a mask and make a psychic unblockable as well, wasn't it? Yes. Was that uh, Insect Plague? Insect Plague, that's the one, yeah. So yeah, um, again, the D&D set with the really strong basic action cards. You had the one-cost improvised weapon. I know that you played around with that quite a bit. Yes. Magic Missile, uh, Kona Cold reprint. Yeah, it's, um, it's got to be got to be great. Great, yeah, another great set. I feel like we're getting a little bit too weighted in great, but then equally, as a a long-standing pair of players who create podcasts and YouTube videos on the game of Dice Masters, <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that we are placing a lot of stuff in great. But yeah, Team of Annihilation, absolutely in great. I, I, I think that that it, it may. Dip in a bit, but possibly before it does dip, let's go. Mighty Thor, let's talk about Mighty, Mighty Thor. Thor. Yeah, uh, so I've already mentioned uh, that that was the set with um, the energy fixes, the psychic energy fixes, where you could turn your psychics into the matching energy. So, Billy Club, Jormungan, uh, your whatever it's called, your the axe, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the Bifrost, Bifrost, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely some fun stuff in here that I played around with like um, well the Warriors 3 folks used to play around with the Warriors oh, 3 yeah, a lot I love that fun um, little co- yeah you like that one didn't you fun HXG, combo HXG the return of HXG we named it yes yeah that's right um, uh, the big meta card I seem to remember was Mr Fixit oh god yeah that's a super great card yeah that was strong a lot of um, sort of tournament winning yeah. teams built around that but i liked um i think it was she hulk hang on let me tap in oh i've, I've just uh brought it up on the team builder and now i'm seeing loads of stuff that i liked um was it she hulk or just hulk maybe it was just hulk but it was yeah it was just hulk but it was um the she hulk artwork the uh hulk power of attorney 
While Hulk is active when a different character that you control is damaged, spin Hulk up one level if you cannot deal two damage to target opponent. That was good. But as I was scrolling through looking for that, I noticed things like... Um, uh, I've scrolled off it now, but... Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, Malekith. I used to play with the Malekiths as oh, well. Oh, God, yeah, that was strong. Yeah, so there was one that made sidekicks villains and gave him plus one, plus one, and then there was the super rare one. Uh, while Malekith is active, when you use an action die, you may add it to your bag at the end of the turn, and then he had the global, which was like a blue-eyes white dragon global just for action die, pay a bolt. KO target character die you control if you do reduce the purchase cost and then it's action die you purchase by two. And at the time, he was the only way to self-KO. Yeah, I remember hunting that down on the secondary market to get my hands on that. Yes, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, it was also nice as a casual set as well. Good villains for villain teams. Billy Club. Of... Oh, Billy Club. Yeah, that was a big part of the Mimic Ramp combo. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of fun stuff just for drafting or making casual teams out of as well. Uh, is it great though? Yeah. You think great? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the energy fixes alone, I suppose. Mr. Fix-It, Bifrost, Warriors 3. Billy yeah, you're Club. right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Oh, um, Absorbing Man was in this set, wasn't he? He was. I've never really played around with it, but I've, you've played it against me and it's annoying. Yeah, copying effects. Used to do some stuff copying yeah. some when fielded effects with the one that copied when fielding. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Going in, going into the great. Right, how long have we been going for now? I've not been keeping an eye on the clock, probably forever. Uh, I reckon we've been going for about 40, 45 minutes. Right, I reckon we do... Oh, no, I'll tell you what, we should stop there because we're about to go into campaign box territory, aren't we? We are, we are. So the next one will be uh, Avengers Infinity along with the Justice Like Lightning and... Cree Invasion. Cree invasion. I put a C. That's why it confused me. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Cree's okay, not yeah. with a C. Cree's with a K. Um, yeah. Well, for, in the interest of time and not uh, boring the, the listeners to death, should we stop at that point there and then finish up in the next episode with the campaign boxes and the current modern sets? I, I do. I think we could possibly name the, the era that we've just gone through as the golden age of Dice Masters. Could yes. we be that bold? Uh, I, I don't know, can we? Let us know, listeners. I think we can, because you're absolutely yeah. right. We we obviously felt very strongly about the sets that were around at that time, and they awesome cards that we could just name off the top of our heads. Yeah. Um, and I think... I mean, is there a re- I was I was mulling it over as, as we were talking, like, is there a reason for that? I mean, but we had I, quite a lot of organised play at the time. Um, yes. So, you know, we were looking at the cards and looking to make kind of good teams. Um, but I, I do feel that there is a lot of quality abilities within those sets, like not just strong, but fun, you know? Yes. Not, yeah. Not just like you, you've missed a fix-it so I could smash you in the face. But, you know, for every Mr. Fix-It, there's like a Warriors 3. Like, that that's a great team just to play against, you know, play f- against and with. Because, you know, you're trying to get your three out. If you get your three out, happy days. If you don't, then you're a bit stuck. Yeah, your, your Jubilees, your Blobs, your, the new ideas, the, the, the new good quality, like, things to play with. 
I like, yeah. Yeah, it's, and there was there was a good chess about it. I'd probably say until your anti the your anti cosmic cube combo turned up, there was kind of a bit of a chess match about it as well, wasn't there? And a bit of something for everyone. If you control, there was some good control teams you could build. If you were beat sticks, you could build beat stick teams. If you were direct damage like me, you could go hog wild on direct damage. Um, stuff to experiment with. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. That's the golden age. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. That's the uh, that's the next instalment of the S tier rankings uh, laid down to tape. Uh, we just uh, next episode we'll move into the campaign box era uh, and discuss the the final stretch of rankings there. Uh, but as always, get in touch. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there something we've overlooked? Is there something that we perhaps weighted too heavily? Um, let us know. And um, do you agree with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Both sets being placed in great, or do you disagree? I, I already know the answer, but I'm giving you the option to still get involved in the dialogue there. Have we been too harsh on the Defenders and Doctor Strange and <laughs> Iron Man War Machine team packs? Uh, did we not give them the credit they deserve, etc., um, etc.? Et then, you know, all the usual ways to find us, uh, join our Discord, post a comment in there, drop us an email, uh, send it to chris at brewrot6.com. I am us on Facebook, whatever. You know, all the good stuff. Cool. Nice. All You're right. going to get it put up on the website as well. Yeah, I will do. I've not done... I've. Uh, so what I discovered was that that, that website, that S-tier ranking website, had a funny thing going on with the image sizes. So I've been playing around with the images to make it look tidy. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I've not done it yet. I'm sorry, folks. That's fine. Right. Cool. Shall we crack on with the next segment then, man? Let's let's have a look at this correspondence we've received, yeah, shall we? Yeah, I'm keen to hear what we've uh, what, what someone's written into us about. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Yes, okay, welcome back then, folks. And uh, it was our sixth anniversary episode, last episode. Uh, six years, well, we're now officially into year seven. This is the first episode of year seven. And that, I mean, that's why we're doing the S tier rankings and stuff, you know, just kicking off the seventh year. Uh, with a big task that we've been meaning to do for ages. But we one throwaway little comment in the last episode elicited some quite significant correspondence from a very important individual. And so I thought I'd you know, just share the correspondence. We could have a little bit of a chat about the implications of it, if, if, if that's all right. Yeah, cool. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, cool. Well, I'll read it first, and then we'll, and then we'll get into it. So uh, let me just bring it up. It came by email. Let me just get the email open. Uh, right, okay. Are you sitting comfortably? Uh, I am. Okay, well then I'll begin. Uh, to my dearest and finest of all the ministries, it is with great joy that I write to you following comments in your sixth anniversary special to inform you that, despite the sad passing of dearest mummy, Dice Masters continues to be the chosen recreational leisure activity across the royal palaces. Verily, I must confess that while the weight of the crown and the legacy of dear mummy rests heavy upon my noble brow, I wish to assure you that the realm shall continue to take the endeavours of royal dice mastery very seriously indeed. It shall be as dear mummy would have wanted it. In fact, I did have one memorable battle just this week in which I found myself facing off against the formidable Duchess Eleanor during our regular Tuesday round robin at Hampton Court. Duchess Eleanor does seem to possess a rather uncanny knack for rolling sidekicks on demand, a pain I understand that you know all too well, Chris. 
The Duchess gave me quite the run for my money, yet fear not, for I, King Charles III, did not tilt nor become salty. With a swift adjustment to my purchase order, I employed my cunning strategy, a manoeuvre I have aptly named with a king's decree as the Royal Gambit. It involves a bit of waving of my scepter and shouting Camilla with my monocle firmly affixed to my eye and naught else but my budgie smugglers and a bow tie collar, therefore invoking the spirit of a 2017 UK National Championship winning strategy. As well as more than a little clever strategy using Ronan the Accuser and Blob. You must understand, my dear subjects, that the theatrics are of course essential to maintaining the dignity of the monarchy and channeling that certain Andy X factor. He's then put a little note in here, which I think is interesting. Uh, so Charlie's uh, written to me, he's put, Chris, I would ever so much appreciate if you kept the strategy in the previous paragraph secret. It would entertain us so at the palace to know that my secret Ronan Blob strategy will forever join the annals of Dice Masters alongside the secret Kabish team. So just so as you know, there's a section of the letter I've not read there oh, okay. to, to, to honour the, honor the king's wish. Uh, but anyway, he continues. Uh, the coronation brought with it quite the delight as my personal Dice Masters collection received a much-needed boost. It has been so long since we've had any new cards at the palace. Both King Carl of Sweden and King Philip of Spain rather shrewdly gifted several cases of Star Wars, of Secret Wars, of Star Wars, of Secret Wars to the Crown for the celebration. After all the ceremonial nonsense had been concluded, we settled down to a rather epic night of drafting at Highgrove. We are in eager anticipation of the House of X set. Perhaps you've heard something at the Gen Con fan appreciation event. I'll await your return correspondence on that. So, my loyal subjects and most able of all the ministries, let it be known that even after the sad passing of Mummy, and now in the midst of my royal duties and kingly responsibilities, the Crown continues to engage with Dice Masters as the premier courtly pastime. I shall continue to roll the dice and revel in the unpredictable twists of fate, such as overuse of parallax, all while maintaining the dignified air of a monarch who knows how to have a jolly good time. Much like Andy. Yours in dice rolling and merrymaking, King Charles III. I feel like he's got a bit of a yeah, he's a he's a bit of a fan of me. Yeah, he seems to be. He seems to be, which is interesting because you know Lizzie quite often, you know, in her letters, I feel like she had a bit more of a soft spot towards me. But it seems like King King Charles, our king, our current king, uh, seems to be leaning much more to the Andy way of thinking, for sure. Good man. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting because we just mentioned like, oh, I wonder if uh, King Charlie's still playing and stuff. And he obviously was listening and pricked his ears up and he took the time to write. Uh, I've got to tell you, I mean, I'll I'll let you know after we finish recording, but this secret Ronan blob thing that he pulled off was actually really epic. We'll have to try that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And it it definitely does rival the the secret K-Bish team. There's no two ways about it. These royals are canny, aren't they? Well, I suppose they've got. Um, it's not. It's not like you or I, where we can go. Oh, should we go to pictures tonight or whatever? You know, they don't. They don't quite have the f- the freedom of movement. Um, yeah. So they've got to find things to do in their own homes, which is yeah. yeah, which is why they're avid board gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Ever yeah. really nice to hear that King Carl of Sweden and King Philippe of Spain um, were helping out with the uh, secret wars, getting the cases over to the palaces. I think that's a very oh, yeah. thoughtful, thoughtful gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose they might have uh, had deliveries early or sent some people to <laughs> pick him up from China. Well, I mean, yeah, 
it's, it's curious because I happen to know that it's difficult to get hold of Secret Wars on the mainland. Um, we, we may have inadvertently stumbled across the reason why. <laughs> Royals and pirates. Yeah, 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 between the pirates and the Royals, buying up all the stock. Um, that, that might explain why why folks on the mainland have struggled to get hold of Secret Wars, yeah. but there we go. Yeah. You've heard it here first. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll have to, we will, uh, so... Um, uh, we are uh, yeah, obviously if you're listening, my lord, we'll we'll get back to you and let you know on the um, on the latest news around the House of X release because I'm sure it was discussed at the Gen Con fan appreciation event at length. I bet it was, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm quite quite positive there was some exciting and interesting news around that. Um, so yeah, there we go. There there we are. There's uh, King Charlie and the folks at the palace are still flying the Dice Masters flag and keeping the game going. Um, yeah, Lizzie's legacy continues. Love it. Mm. All right. Uh, shall they take us to the outro now, then, my man? Let's do it. I've got 10% battery left on my phone. Okay, then. <laughs> well, there we are, then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. And we did, even despite, uh, we, we're very late tonight, but despite the technical difficulties, as I said at the top of the show, the show must go on, and we made it, we made it. We made it. Even uh, with only 10% phone battery left. 100%. If anyone out there knows anything about the numbers on computers when you buy them, and what's good, then um, uh, message me and tell me what to buy, because I need to buy something. Before it gives up, and it's just letters and numbers and pounds and pounds of money. Yeah, yeah, they are expensive, man. They are expensive for your nice processors and your graphics yeah. cards and your um, your RAMs and your ROMs and your RIMs. But I'm guessing that our our um, audience, there may be someone out there who knows a little bit about computers. Yes, I imagine so. I imagine so. So there you go, folks. If you can lend Andy a helping hand, uh, preferably within the next couple of weeks. Although, actually, on that subject, so Andy and I have both got holidays coming up. And in usual pre-planning style, we've been looking ahead and seeing what's the what. Um, So we think we're going to find the next episode release disrupted. I think we will. Due to Holly Bobs, because Andy is away during our recording time just before the next episode and then i'm on holiday i'm overseas myself the following week so uh, i'll figure something out maybe uh, i'll try and put at least a little bit of content out of some description (laughs) we'll figure something out uh but don't be surprised um or discombobulated i know last time we we put an episode out late and didn't mention anything i got people were messaging me like uh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's monday <laughs> i think there's supposed to be an episode in my uh in my podcast reader thank you very much my podcatcher um what am i supposed to listen to on the way to work i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry we're on holiday <laughs> so um yeah don't don't panic it, it, it'll arrive late or i'll, I'll just put like a, a half episode out or uh, i'll see if we release the first episode yeah, or something. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out, but uh, don't be surprised if it's late and it's not the regular scheduled broadcasting. It's just a bit of filler um, while we have our little summer holly bobs because the kids are off school and all that. Uh, but then we'll be back in September as usual. 
So there you go. There's your little uh, info bit. Uh, cool. All right. Well, I don't think there's anything else at this stage, so we'll wrap it up there, shall we? Uh, yep. Yep. All uh, good. All right, then, folks. Well, I've been Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. The King's Favourite. <laughs> the King's Favourite, indeed. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye-bye-bye. <laughs> You've gone really muffled. Has your phone dropped or fallen? Uh, no, it's just to add to the list of problems that we've had this evening. <laughs> it's just to add to the... Why, what's the new problem? Uh, no, that I've got even more muffled. <laughs> Where's uh, the, you, which, which way around have you got your phone? Turn it the other way around, see if the... Uh, have you got the mic up or down? Uh, you're sideways. I'm sideways? A bit like your mum. Hey. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying?